Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We often spend our time on this program telling the stories of our church as we interview our members. This week, we'll be following up on the past 10 weeks of live streaming services, and we'll be looking ahead to the future of services at Harvest. Of course, we would invite you to services this weekend, and we'll describe what's happening a little more in detail on this program. You can visit our website if you miss anything, hbcguam.org. That's hbcguam.org. All the details will be there. This week, the other side of the sea will be focusing on Numbers 13. As we begin Harvest Time today, we want to do so by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Well, half a day, Chris. It's good to be back with you, and we've got a couple of our pastoral team in the studio with us. I'll introduce them in just a minute. This week, we're looking at a text that you just mentioned, Numbers 13, and this is a story about the nation of Israel under the leadership of Moses coming through the Red Sea. That's the sea that we're talking about, and the amazing provision that God had for them through the years of slavery, a couple of centuries of slavery there in Egypt, and then God saw fit in his plan to release them from that slavery, and they had this incredible leading of God. God led them by the, you know, the Bible talks about the pillar of fire by night, and the pillar of cloud by day, and then this amazing work as the Red Sea is opened up before them, and they're brought through the sea into the future Actually, Numbers 13 is a couple years into that time frame. They'd been in the desert a few years, and and now they're looking at God's plan for them into the promised land, into the future. And it's sort of a crossroad in the life of the nation of Israel. And if you're familiar with the story, you might know a little bit of what they decided, but it's a really important text that describes what we do based on what God has already done for us. And so I'm looking forward to it. I think it's very appropriate to the season that we're at right now. It feels like we're kind of coming through at least the initial part of this COVID-19 pandemic that we've all experienced. And we don't know what the future is. I mean, there may be more of this to come, but you know, we have this point in time where we're having the opportunity to look forward and look forward to what God's doing. And so that's what we're going to do as a church this Sunday. I mean, I'll, we'll tell you about those services here in just a minute. I'm really glad to have three of our pastoral team with us. Pastor Ken Keith is responsible for a lot of things at Harvest Primary over Heart for Christ, over missions and our uh, audiovisual team, a lot, of, a lot of areas. Pastor Ken's here. Pastor Brian Lennertz is also here. Pastor Brian leads adult ministries and discipleship. And then Jake Schnorr is also here. Jake's involved with all kinds of stuff, assistant to the pastors and helping in a number of areas. He's leading our Young Pros ministry and just discipling in a lot of different ways. So glad to have all three of you guys here. Good to be here. Glad to be here. We're here together to sort of have a little bit of a roundtable. I'm not sure this is the nights of the roundtable, but (laughs) a little bit of a discussion about the last 10 weeks. March 22nd, hard to believe, was our first live stream service. And I can remember, you know, the week leading up to that when, you know, things were happening and there was a lot of confusion. I think day by day as that happened, you know, we didn't know what the next day was going to bring. And then ultimately, when the decision was made, you know, I don't know that we ought to have 
in-person services this Sunday. Let's see if we can get something going for a live stream, which was incredible. You know, we had some things in place. We've been live streaming our service for our live services for a while, but to transition to only live stream and really a lot of changes that were made immediately, it was it was really quite incredible. But I think the big thing was who would have imagined at that time mm-hmm. that you know we'd have 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. We've had 10 weeks of live stream. And I think we've talked about this before, but you know, during that time, I think some of the conversations were, boy, what if this still is going on at Easter? Hmm. I mean, we had all plans in place for Easter cantata and kind of the couple of services that we would normally do on Easter. And we couldn't imagine that we'd still be doing this on Easter. And now Easter looks like that was a long way in the rearview mirror. So it really has been quite a spectacular time. But let me ask you guys this to start off the conversation. Maybe you could tell just what have been the biggest takeaways of this season. And we'll talk about some challenges as well. But what's maybe the big thing that you came away th- have come away at this point thinking? Start with you, Pastor Ken. I would say the biggest thing is the importance of the body being together and how while we're able to do so many things digitally, there's many more things that we're unable to do. We're able to get the truth out. We're able to teach. We're able to say, hey, we care, and we're praying for you. But when you don't have that connection, it's hard to do those things. Mm -hmm. We don't know the prayer request to even pray for because we're not seeing them as often. You think, well, it's it, we're seeing people, but we're really not. Right. We do in in uh, Heart for Christ. We do Zoom, Heart for Christ, and someone could come in, observe, watch. They can even be silent, have their camera off, so you don't even see them, and leave. And there's no way to interact where we've been able to interact very personally and find mm-hmm. out those things. So, just the need of the body and and where even with all the great resources God has blessed us with and abilities to, to live stream and all this, it really falls short. And, and you understand now why mm-hmm. even more so, I think we understood before, but more so we see a very vivid picture that I think will stick with us for a while, the importance of the body ministering to one another. The guys that are in this room experienced this this week. We had a meeting with our leadership team, our deacons, our pastors, and it was the first time we've had an in-person meeting in a long time. We've done some Zoom meetings, but for us all to be in the same room together again. And you know, we had a couple of guys share prayer requests of things that have happened very timely this week. And then we prayed together. And we've prayed for very serious prayer requests over the last 10 weeks. But there is something about sharing within the group. And maybe it was even more intense for us because we haven't had that in Mm -hmm. so long that I don't know what you guys felt, but to me it was just such a powerful time when I remembered how important it was that we're actually together listening to each other's hearts, praying together. It it really was a great reminder of what we've missed and makes us even more anxious, Mm -hmm. you know, to be together again. Mm. Pastor Brian, big takeaways? Yeah, many things, but one thing I was thinking about as you asked that was how large our harvest field on Guam really is, because when all of this happened, we saw a large amount of people hopping onto our live streams, and each of those live streams, uh, we've looked at some of you know the science behind it, it usually equates to two to four people per live stream. So we are getting an incredibly large amount of people 
tuning in from our island. And we get to look and kind of see where there, it doesn't show us who's watching necessarily, but it shows us what countries are where. And there was a flood of people from our island that are interested. And they might not normally step foot within the church body, but this gave an awesome opportunity to reach them. And then we just had people reaching out to us as a church. We opened up some things online and gave people the opportunity for us to pray with them or reach out to them. Pastor Ken did a lot with food distribution and helping, but there's just a flood of people. And it reminded me of how many people are in that time of their life and to be looking for for them. Jake, what's your thoughts? Yeah, something that stood out to me was just our ability throughout this time to still keep the main thing the main thing namely just putting a primary focus on feeding the church the word of god and uh, there's a a leadership podcast that i've listened to recently that it talks about uh, leadership needs to be willing to pivot when necessary and good leaders are pivoting leaders and not that you leave behind things that are core values if you will but by keeping those core values intact things are going to look different at different times and in different seasons. And I think it's a blessing and an amazing reminder that God's given Harvest so many things to be able to be the beacon of light because many churches on island can't do and have not been able to keep up their services, uh, definitely not the level of Harvest. And so God's given us the ability, but also we have the opportunity to, to preach the word clearly in season and out of season, and keeping the gospel at the forefront throughout this whole time. So it's just an encouraging reminder that just we've been blessed greatly here. I want to ask you guys about the challenges that we've faced during this time, but it is amazing the things that God, the opportunities that God has opened up for us that we would not have had before, people that the church has had the opportunity to interact with and reach and connect with. Our prayers that those virtual relationships would be able to be face-to-face relationships, really praying that next step would be taken for a lot of people. And even as you're saying, Jake, you know, it really has described, again, some of the values, the important values of Harvest. I mean, the the Word, the Scriptures is foundational to who we are. And, uh, you know, it felt like we didn't miss a lot in that area. We still had teaching times. The accountability of groups, I mean, pretty early on, uh, maybe a couple weeks into it, you know, we made some pivots to connections again in Zoom meetings. You guys might talk about that a little bit. And then just our care for the community. Pastor Ken, let me ask you about this. I mean, really right away, one of the first things that happened was the beginning of, we called it Harvest Hope, Mm -hmm. but it really has had quite an impact during this time. It really has. We were able to put out uh, via... Uh, YouTube, our website, a variety of different social media paths that we wanted to help. We wanted to minister to the island. And calls came in, people in need, especially in the time that that this uh, lockdown started was a very difficult time for many of the people on Guam who are kind of dependent right now on certain funds that are usually made available to them. And and we found early on that it was it was a unique time because they needed help. They needed food, just rice, canned meat, food they could feed their kids. A lot of a lot right. of families with kids uh, got some diapers, formula out there. But we were able to meet uh, some of those physical needs with a desire 
to to meet just spiritual need. Mm-hmm. We we weren't just there were many other uh, groups doing a probably better job than us meeting some physical needs out there and providing meals and and doing such things. But really, we wanted to bring something that went beyond just here's a meal, here's some food for the next uh, couple weeks. We wanted to help them where they were at spiritually. So mm-hmm. along with the food, we were able to give them a Bible, some tracks. As you mentioned earlier, it happened around Easter. So we had this neat little pamphlet about Easter, invited them to our live stream. And, and what we saw was uh, a handful of them were tuning in, tuning into live stream and, and uh, reading the Bible. In fact, probably the most encouraging one, out of the mix was someone who said, God's going to use this time, I think, in our family's lives to grow us spiritually and ask for a Bible for each one of the kids. And we had mm-hmm. them. So we were able to give give a Bible that they as a family can read. And and what we're hoping is that that uh, meeting of a physical need will, will open the door, the opportunity for them to come and have their spiritual needs met. Uh, spiritual me- needs met by God through Christ mm. here at Harvest. So it, it was a great opportunity, and we were able to. And we still have some coming in here and there. It's been a little less, but we, we've still been able to reach out and help people. It was pretty cool during that early time, too. I mean, the the invitation for people was kind of two-pronged. One is, can we help you just physically? Mm-hmm. And then, is there anything that we can do to help you spiritually? If you'd like someone to pray with you, if you feel anxious, afraid, if there's some things going on. And we had a number of people reach out via that Harvest Hope website and ask us to have somebody call. And our pastoral team then divided up, you know, those contacts and really had some great phone conversations with people that just needed somebody to talk to. Yeah. And that was, uh, I thought that was pretty cool too. And and a byproduct of it was our, our church members who got involved. We had a handful of our church members as part of the Harvest Hope team and some of the stories, and then being able to minister and open up relationships uh, through that. So it was, a, it was really encouraging time and a difficult time, yeah. but encouraging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Tell me a little bit more about maybe some of the challenges that, that w- were part of this time that, uh, that we experienced. Yeah, I think um, w- when you look at the church body, those who are coming to church, people are at all different types of stages. And what I started seeing was, there, there was a certain group that it wasn't as concerning. You, you knew they were getting together. You knew they, they had the fellowship. They were reaching out. But then there are a lot of people who they're at that stage where they're asking a lot of questions. They're, they're wondering. They're, they're kind of deciding, am I in or am I out? And, and those are the people, I think, on all of our hearts we were most uh, concerned. Maybe it's not the right word, but... We just really long to see them and be there because what we do is we love to see people get connected and we love to see people grow in their walk with God. And we had people, they were right at that stage where they were hungering and asking questions. And it's been amazing to me, though, getting to talk to many of them. I don't know how many people I've talked to around Guam and they said, I don't miss a live stream. I'm there every single week. I'm in there. And and we're really excited about this Sunday coming up to to see these people. God's doing a work in them. And I don't think it's been a put on hold time. I think God's been doing something really big. And mm-hmm. we're going to see fruit that comes out of this season that um, hopefully we've never seen before. Or there's going to be people that 
if this COVID season didn't happen, we might have never seen them through the doors of our church. And it's an exciting thing to sit back and realize God's been in control of all of this. Well, that's maybe a good uh, note to move forward onto you know what's coming up this Sunday. Over the last week, we uh, things have changed again. I mean, they've been changing all along. We've tried to be flexible with information coming to us, but about a week ago, a little less than a week ago, uh, President communicated, you know, maybe a little bit of incre- increased pressure for churches to be able to open. And then we saw we've seen some churches take steps forward. This week, our governor, um, we're really thankful for, you know, just the communication that she made officially, I guess, uh, for the idea of, of churches to be able to meet and gather again, which really opened up the doors clearly for us for what we're working to do this coming uh, Sunday anyway. So we're excited to be able to tell people that we're going to be able to gather again Mm -hmm. this Sunday. Mm -hmm. And we're actually going to have two services. I'm going to have Pastor Brian explain some of the details of this, but two services as well as we call it the FLC, the Family Life Center. We have a second location where we'll live stream. So what we think is it's going to allow us the opportunity to have all of our church family come, but not fill our auditorium more than 50% for sure. We actually are targeting maybe around 40%, 45%, and then with a couple other venues. So we're going to have two services. Pastor Brian, give us sort of the details of what we're planning for this coming Sunday. Yeah, a lot of planning's gone into this, and we have a really great team. Our, our goal is to have it when you come to church, you're, you're coming to church, that it doesn't feel like I'm going into a Home Depot or a Kmart, that we're at church. And at the same time, we're doing everything that we can to maintain a, a safe environment for everyone. And with that, what you can expect, and we've heard lots of questions, so I'll, I'll kind of just walk through some of the questions we've had and some of the answers with them. What you can expect when you come in is we're going to be doing a 9 a.m. service and an 11 a.m. service on Sunday. Uh, With our church, we've asked a lot of our, we call them watch cares. It's our church body. They've been divided up into groups. They'll meet in homes at different times. We've asked them if they would be willing to come to specific services. And what that's going to do is if you're our guest or if you're someone listening on the radio right now and you're saying, I want to be there Sunday, that will give you the flexibility to choose what service you can attend, the 9 a.m. or the 11 a.m. Obviously, things have changed on the island and around the world, and one of the big questions that's come up is child care. We're not going to be running children programs right now. We want to make sure we do things right and safe, and that will happen in the Lord's time. But we're asking for you to come with your family. Now, I have four kids. I've asked these questions. My wife has asked these questions. We're encouraging everyone to come. We know the kids are going to be wiggly. We know where they're, they're going to make some noises. And we want to just take all that pressure away from you. We're expecting that. We, we want to see you. We want to see your family. We want to come together in fellowship and under God's word. We will be opening um, an overflow room in our FLC, our Family Life Center, right across the, the street. And this will be for those who maybe are feeling a little uncomfortable about coming together in a large auditorium. Or for those with small kids that feel, I I just feel a pressure. I don't want my child to. We want you there. But if you're feeling that pressure, that will be available to you across the way. We'll have um, teams ready to go between services. 
that will clean the auditorium. We've marked down everything that needs to be cleaned. We're going to ask everyone that comes in to be wearing a face mask. Um, out of love for each other, there's lots of different views on that, but we want to just make sure everyone feels comfortable when they come in for worship um, at that time. So those are some of the things to be expected for this Sunday. When people walk in, um, you know, we hope that there's a sense uh, that, uh, you know, church is as normal as possible. There's such a great atmosphere and spirit that's a part of a harvest service. And uh, uh, when we come together, we, we want to be able to, you know, have that same sense. It will be different. You know, normally we're packed in there pretty tight. We fill the place up. Um, and so this will spread us out a little bit. Every other row is going to be blocked off so that we can maintain some distance, some social distance in between every family group or uh, group that comes together would obviously be able to sit together, but then we'll have two seats that we'll mark off between. So we really want people to, those especially that would be more cautious or, or concerned, um, we want you to feel comfortable with the precautions that we're taking. Our whole church family is making commitments to these things. And so um, uh, we're not going to be passing offering plates. There's not going to be handing out anything. Uh, ask people not to shake hands and hug and all those other things. So that part's going to be different. Um, so we do want people to feel comfortable with the precautions that we're taking, that there's a safety. And we also know that there's certainly among our church family, there'll be some that'd be more vulnerable than others. We also know that there'll be some that will be less, you know, maybe just less comfortable. And even on that part, we're trying to take all pressure off. Uh, we would love to have every person that's part of the Harvest family and a number of guests to show up on Sunday. It'd be awesome. But there might be some that'd say, I'm just not quite ready for that. It's going to take a little bit of time. We're going to continue to live stream the service, and it's going to be available on Sunday at 9. So those things are also going to be available. And so we don't want anybody to feel pressured to come. From what we're hearing, I think everybody's ready and eager to, mm -hmm. but we just want to remove the pressure from anybody on, on what they think or what somebody else may think. We recognize that there's differences of opinion. You know, even you know, in our church, uh, we come from different perspectives. Our the way that we view this whole thing is a little bit different. One of the awesome things about a church family is the unity I think that we can have, even when we disagree about some things. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so, um, but we're trying to be uh, you know really sensitive to those that might be the most uh, sensitive and protection. We're going to ask people that um, that maybe would be mo more vulnerable to consider carefully whether they ought to be here, you know, right away. And I know some of them are <clears throat> perhaps even more anxious to come. Hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're just going to try to be careful as we, as we walk through this. Um, and be, just ask this, we're kind of uh, wrapping up our time here, but um, what if someone was to say, you know, uh, I've been watching the live stream, and uh, that live stream's pretty good. I've kind of enjoyed that. I can come to church, you know, straight out of bed, come in my jammies. I don't have to worry about seeing anybody. Um, we do think it's important to gather. Maybe just let me ask you that. What's the reasons? Why is it that we, what would we say to somebody that just says, I'm pretty content with, I'll just stay with the live stream here. Oh, I would say you're in, in the nicest, kindest, gentlest way. You're wrong. You're missing out. 
it's not and my, my guess is a majority out there are, are going i agree with that uh we want to get back together but there is there is something god made us social creatures he he made us to fellowship with one another he made us to build one one another up he made us to minister to one another in songs and hymns and spiritual songs he he made us to be together and you can't get that in live stream if you've tried to sing along with the live stream you right, realize it's yeah. very hard mm-hmm. to minister one to another in songs hymns spiritual songs so <laughs> I, I encourage you to come, come back. There, there, there are some benefits. You know, you don't have to get ready. You don't have to worry about certain things, but the benefits are are not worth what you're missing. Mm-hmm. This is why God's ordained it, and 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 um, I just strongly and lovingly encourage you to come back. and And I think you'll realize, as you again, you probably already know that it's it's something you've been missing more than you know. Yeah, I would say. It's not so much about we go to church. It's we are the church. Right. Yeah. And God's gifted you in certain ways, not just to be an observer, but to be an active participant within the church body. Um, whether your gift is being the encourager, or coming alongside, or or being an usher, or, or whatever it is, you're an active participant in this. And it's yeah. live stream isn't church. Um, church is so much more than that. So it might be enjoyable, but it's not what's going to ultimately satisfy you. There's so much more. And maybe you've been someone that that's where you've been for a long time as an observer. Um, I encourage you. God has so much more for you. I know that this week I've seen somebody, uh, seen some people that I've been used to seeing every week. In fact, multiple times every week. And now I haven't seen them for 10 weeks. And mm-hmm. I, we just, you know, saw them again. And you feel that. I mean, you just feel that. So I know that this Sunday there's going to be a sweet family reunion. I mean, that's what's going to happen here at Harvest. And uh, we'd invite anybody that's listening to come and join that. We'll have a sweet time of worshiping our God together. Well, thank you for listening to Harvest Time, of course. We want to invite you to services this weekend at Harvest Baptist Church. Glad to have the opportunity to do that again. 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. this week. But all the details are going to be on our website homepage, hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. And remember this week, the other side of the sea, from Numbers chapter 13, we also will carry our live stream service here on 88.1 FM and also on khmg.org. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.